Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, sneakerheads. What's going on? My name's Kevin, and welcome to the very first episode of A Light Jog, a sneaker podcast. I'm co-host, I'm joined by my co-host, Brandon. What's up, guys? Uh, happy to be here. Uh, if you're listening, thank you. This is uh, episode one. We're going to bring you a lot more content going forward. Hoping to do this at least, you know, twice a month, three times a month would be great. Um, we're going to bring it to you as, as often as we possibly can. We wanted to do this podcast because we're some sort of, I guess, novice sneaker collectors uh, from Miami. Um, we don't drop the big stacks like some guys do. Brandon might have something to say about that when it comes to me. However, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we're just like the normal sneakerhead. Um, yeah. We more or less buy what we like. I mean, Kevin's more uh of an og collector than i am i just buy what i like um but you know the culture is very cool and that's what really got me into it and like heavy collecting was uh the culture surrounding it all for sure what's the first sneaker that got you into collecting you'd say brandon um probably i mean it's gonna sound mad cheesy (laughs) to like an og sneaker but the 350 uh v2 because like it's the first one I won a raffle for, the the Beluga 1.0. And we just lost a bunch of listeners. Are <laughs> you saying no, Yeezy no. was the one that got you into collect? Go, no, keep going. But, like, it's one of the first time I kind of had bread to buy. Like, that was, I had an internship during there, so I had, you know, the money to buy it, but I immediately resold it because that's a smart financial decision to make. Uh, uh, the Beluga 1.0, and then I hit the next raffle for the Bread 350, and I kept that one, and that's I wore that to Paris. I wore that... All over Europe and, you know. Jet Setter. What? Jet Setter. Yeah, exactly. Beluga 1.0. And because I know, who'd you sell that Beluga 1.0 in a size 13 to, Brandon? (laughs) I sold it right out of the store after I got it. Some guy offered me 700 bucks for it out the door. So I just literally, I never even got to see them on. And the next hit on Adidas confirmed, who'd you sell that pair to? I didn't. The the Bread 350. What about Jeremy Jeremy Shockey? Oh, shit, shit. No, that was, um... Those are the cream whites. Yeah, the original dude, cream I, I, whites from 2017, <laughs> not 2018. Correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original cream whites and the copper 350s I sold to Jeremy Shockey, which was kind of surreal because we're both huge Miami Hurricanes fans. Like, he hit me up through Facebook, believe it or not. I had a pace, post on, like, Marketplace. So he he hit me up through there, and that was, like, so cool. Um, but he got tired of paying me 600 bucks for a pair of sneakers, so he doesn't hit me up anymore. And you but, wore, when you went to meet him, weren't you wearing a Sean Taylor shirt? And he kind of brought him to yeah, tears almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and uh, fittingly, he was wearing a Make America Great Again hat. <laughs> Shout out to um, Life Brand for that shirt. That's a sick shirt. It's a Sean Taylor shirt. Forgotten. Yeah, exactly. Never Forgotten. Yeah, it's dope. So yeah, I mean, it's really the 350, but you know, I always liked shoes like, it's like the only pair, it's only the only thing a, a guy can wear that really gives you personality, I guess. So, you know, shoes have always been a big deal for me. My my first pair was definitely the Cool Gray Jordan 11 from 2011. Uh, Jordan brand, if you're listening, we need that retro. First, give us the breads. First, give us the breads. But we need that retro in 2020. It's been too long. But for sure, that shoe really... Brought it all together for me that year in 2011. Um, so you got them when we were in high school? Like when we were... Yep, what, in 2011, high school. 2011, we were sophomores, right? Yep, in high school, I got it. <clears throat> uh, bought it at... Uh, met at a liquor store to meet the guy. He would, <laughs> paid 250 for him resale. Um, That's I pay... Bad, no? What's the, re- well, the retail? I got 200 right there. Right? I believe they were going for like 170 at the time. Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, I love the cool grays. The icy bottoms were yeah, coming yeah, back. You wear those a lot. You wear those a lot. Uh, yeah, they're beat. They're pretty beat. So Jordan brand, I need I need those in 2020. I think a lot of sneakerheads do. Yeah, so uh, let's, let's talk about how you're kind of like, you only collect OG Jordans, but you've changed that a little bit recently. I've changed but that a little bit, You're yeah. really like, you know, I'd say the only non-OG you have before this last wave of, of Jordan 1s was the Black Toe, right? Or is that an OG? Black toe is OG. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one I the two Jordans I don't ha- that I do have that aren't OG. I guess are the Jordan Five Supreme collab in white, the Turbo Greens now the Soulfly ones. Right. I mean we'll get into that yeah. later when I uh, so we'll go over the recent pickups. What, what I like to call Kevin is a value uh, value buyer. Like anytime he sees a good deal on a shoe, he'll jump on it. Like there's no. 
There's no stopping him. When he sees a good price, he'll do it. If he likes a shoe, obviously, he's not just going to buy anything. But Yeah, I'm hard to bargain with. I'm always on Grail, trying to go through the deals on Grail, StockX, just, you know, Instagram. I'll hit up some resellers on Instagram. I'm always scavenging for for deals. That doesn't mean I always win. I've gotten, gotten yeah, pretty screwed on a few of them. Uh, but it's worked out for me. You know, I have over yeah. 60 pairs. Uh, you go by StockX portfolio market numbers. It's uh, valued at twenty one grand. Yeah, you paid what, like fifteen, right? Sixteen, See, yeah, fifteen like, and a half, sixteen. But yeah, yeah look at the sneakers. An taking some L's sure. on the back doors. <laughs> yeah, of but uh, it's part of the game, man. But I yeah. don't, you know, I really don't do it for the money. I do it. I really love the culture. Um, yeah, I wear them. I wear almost all my sneakers. Yeah. You know. So I think what the listeners got to understand is that we're both working and in school right now. Yeah. So we don't really have. Like to pull our full time and effort into sneaker collecting, just um, like you guys, man. We get it. Yeah, it's a hustle. So it's I work nine time. to five, and I'm in my master's program right now. Kevin's working in an internship, right? It's work at of, yeah, I work at a law firm. He's in law school as well. So, like, yeah, if we're buying, it's a hit to the bank account, no, no doubt about it. Um, but we do it because we love it. You know what I mean? I, I don't give a shit. Brandon knows very well. Um, I mean, we can. I'll go through my recent. Brandon wanted me to go through my recent pickups in the yeah, first episode. Febu- February was a big month for. Kevin. Yeah, February was huge for me in terms of money spent. I must have easily eclipsed two or three, right? Yeah, uh, almost three grand. So, just a quick pickup of what I got. I got um, some Vapor Maxes, OG Off White Vapor Maxes. Traded those for some Mentas. Uh, you know, got to keep some cash on those top are of sick, that. Dude. That was the, the best pickup. The right Menta there. European, and that's all. A lot of this collection, a lot of these pickups are thanks to Brandon. He kind of, I call him the curator of my collection, and he helps me find the deals. You know, yeah. so a lot yeah, of these sneakers. Because, like, Kevin's a 10 and a half, and I'm a fucking 13 and 14, so it's tough for me to find the deals. And, like, Grailed, bro, you'll find 10 and a halfs. 10s 11s like and you'll get the deals because guys want cash on hand obviously like cash is king as jeremy shockey used to tell me every day cash is king um but yeah so he's always on i'm always trying to tell him like yo this is a good deal there's a couple sneaker consignment shops here that usually post good deals that are like used shoes yeah like newly used shoes so we use we try to jump on those really good about it because i'm usually busy at school or at work and he must just not have nothing to do He's giving gave his like two weeks notice for him once ago, and they just kept him around. So he really just doesn't give a shit. Nah, I've told uh, I got fired. <laughs> <laughs> so my recent pickups, starting back on February first, have been the Mentas, European release off white, super dope shoe, guys. Um, only going up in value. I was glad I was able to pick those up. I wanted them because it was something unique, something you don't see every day, and I thought those were cool. Then came All-Star Weekend, and I popped off. In a matter of two days, I bought the Turbo Greens, Infrared Sixes, and the 2017 Atmos Pack, dead stock. Um, I still haven't had a chance to wear the Atmos Pack. I bought, I paid about 800 from a local consignment shop called Shout Backdoor out. Miami. Shout out to Eddie yeah. and Michael LeBeau out in Doral. They just started the shop this year, and it's going pretty well. We were just there yesterday. Yeah, those guys are super nice. You know, young entrepreneurs, you always like to see that, you know. Yep. Hustling at a young age. Super cool dudes. You know, we were with a lot of hustlers yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we got uh, Soulfly 1s. Uh, Oof. Oof. Should we tell them how we got the Soulfly yeah, 1s? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Brandon hits me up on a Tuesday morning while I'm in school. He goes, man, Grail's got some fire deals. I was like, man, I'll check it out because the last thing I wanted to do was read for one of my classes. Soulfly ones, ten and a half. I type into Grail. Lo and behold, some guy wants a thousand dollars from uh, for the Soulfly ones, but he says he doesn't have the gold Jordan local hang tag. Local guy. Local guy, yeah, local guy from West Palm. We're in Miami. I'm based out of Miami. He. Does not have the box. He does not have the hang tag. And I'm like, oh, this is so sketchy, but I got to have these. So I hit him up. He gives me a story about how he was friends with the guys from Soulfly. And he also got the friends and family, but he's strapped for cash. 
strapped for cash and my eyes, a little light goes off and it's like, it's eagle eye. It's time to yeah, swoop absolutely. in. Let's, let's get this bread. So I offer him 600. <laughs> Brandon disrespectful. Goes, Brandon goes, disrespectful. disrespectful. However, when I know someone's strapped for cash, I'm always going to lowball him. So of course he goes, I'll do 750. I was like, sir, 750 is fine. I can meet you in Miami tonight. Shortly after, I gave him my number. Um, I got kicked off of uh, Grailed for this, but worth I, it. I will worth it. Worth it, absolutely worth it for a big, long time University of Miami fan. This was the Grail for me, and it's been my Grail since the shoes dropped. I was at yeah. the drop at eleven, like many listeners, I'm sure. Almost got tasered, tear gassed over <laughs> I was a in pair Disney World. of Jordan I was in Disney World. I was not about that that life. Brandon's anymore. not there in the streets with you guys hustling, <laughs> trying to get tasered, getting SWAT called you called on you because you broke some barricades. Exactly. For the record, it wasn't us. It was not. Well, and it was all New that's Yorkers. It was all. I swear yeah. to God, it was all the out of staters. Everyone will tell you. Um. So I got the Soulfly ones for seven fifty. No box. Um. Uh, Ten and a half. Super happy with them. I'd do it again if I had to. It's uh, uh, handicapped it. my <laughs> bank. It. Yeah, it's handicapped my bank account a little bit. Um, but for the culture, man. And then yesterday, Brandon and I went to BBC Pop Up here in Wynwood in Miami, and we copped the Inertias. Yeah, Inertia Seven Hundreds. Pretty dope shoe. Pretty dope shoe for sure. For sure. Well, a lot, yeah. a lot nicer in person, guys. I'm holding them right now in my hand. I th- felt the salt colorway, slept on a little too dull, but this one, this one reminds me of the song on Scorpion, Drake Scorpion, <laughs> Blue Tint. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a exactly. lot of Blue Tint vibes yeah, very, in, this, very in, this, blue. in this sneaker. Yeah. So I think I had a pretty big February by my standards too. I'm, yeah. I, my collection's between 25, 30 pairs, so this is like a huge month for me if you think about it. Um, so I went to New York. And Late. a disclaimer, guys, we're only telling you about our collection so you can see who who yeah, we are. Exactly. You know, we're just pretty yeah. ordinary. You know, we're not yeah. buying out the block like Benjamin Kicks at the exactly. sneaker shows showing up with, you know, 10 racks right. and buying out the tables. Right. You know, we're just collectors. I've been doing it for eight years. You've been doing it for, what, three years? Yeah, three, yeah, three years. Three years. Since 2016. So, you know, um, we're... We're in the we're in the streets like you guys yeah, trying to hustle, yeah. trying to find the deals. Yeah. Um, I don't consider myself a reseller. No, Brandon, do you consider it's yourself? Like, a I mean, I try to like since I wear corporate, I don't see the value in having a lot of sneakers. I know Kevin has an OG collector. It's cool to have like the museum. We call it the museum in his house. Uh, yeah, and I'm not, you know, you know, I, there's tons of collections way so, better than mine. So, so now that no I bought is mine, you know, now, but for me, it's a big deal. Now that I bought the inertias, I'm trying to pull, take a pair out of my collection. It's not really recently if I'm getting my under market value. I wear all my shoes. Like, if I buy something, I'm going to wear it, absolutely. Um, so I'm going to go through my recent pickups. Uh, late January, I went to New York and I wanted a shoe to, like, you know, it'll be good in the cold and I can beat up a little Stomping. bit with just in case the snow, you know. So I bought the Salt 500s and those are beautiful. Like, I love those shoes. Very slept on pair. The 500s overall are slept on. It's a good shoe. The comfort's there. Yeah, they just made too many pairs, I think. But it's it is. I have the frozen yellow ones. I, I'm very happy with them. Yeah. Super content. Yeah. Look a little weird on me, but the comfort. Yeah. It'll always be outweigh. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Comfort is ridiculous. I mean. So then I bought a personal, sort of a personal grail of mine. Um, I had a bid on on StockX for like months for this pair, the CR7 Golden Patchworks, and that's just like. It's not something I don't think I'd wear, but it's like, you know, Christian Ronaldo is my favorite athlete, as you'll probably, we'll probably talk about that eventually at some point in the podcast, you know, who our favorite athletes are, um, but, you know, Christian Ronaldo is my, I, I don't like any of the 97s that came out, like, I'm not really big into, like, red shoes or the gold, um, the gold 97 and the red 97s, like, they didn't really, I don't really like those, and Forces are, like, my favorite silhouette right now to wear, so I said, you know, screw it, I'll just buy it, and um, it looks cool, it looks cool on my little sneaker wall, um, the gold hits are sick. I'm happy with it. Um, then I picked up probably my most expensive uh, cop um, all time. I bought the uh, another local consignment shop here in Miami had the original Off White Air Force Ones Ooh, in my size. For your birthday, that yeah. was a little yeah. So they post my, birth, my birthday was a February 28th, and they posted it on that Monday, February 25th. I'm like Kevin, if these are there on my birthday. It's going to be hard. Texting me the whole way through because, yeah. of course, I've made big purchases like these a couple yeah. times and it it hurts. 
Right. But of course, when you get in the moment, you see the shoe there. Right. You have the money in hand. Yeah. It's already been deducted. You got the statement back of what's left in the account. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Full send, ladies right. and gentlemen. Right. Full right. send. So I said on that Monday, February twenty fifth, I was like, Kevin, bro, if if the shoe's there on my birthday, I'm, I'm probably not gonna be able to like resist because the store's right there next to where I work, like close there. They're in Winwood, and I'm a little further like deep into downtown, but it's in you know five minute drive, whatever. Um, so I went to Bank of America, pulled out the $700 in cash, Sneaker saw slut. the shoe. It was a little used, um, but I don't care because the shoe is a grail of mine. And like I said, forces are my favorite to wear right now. And I said, screw it. It's my birthday. Ball out. Kobe year. Kobe year. Give a shout out to the shop. Yeah. The Daily. nice guys at Daily. Yeah, Daily Miami. Daily Miami at their new location. In Wynwood. Yeah. Wynwood, Alapata area. Super yeah. dope location. Yeah. Great guys. They always have good ass deals. So yeah. make sure you check them out. For their sure. Instagram is for at sure, Daily. Sure. Yeah. We don't know um, the per- the owners personally. We're probably gonna send them this link so we can get some traffic on the <laughs> on the subscriptions for yeah. this podcast. But you know, we bought with them multiple times, sold to them. Yeah. Not as much as we bought, but yeah, but they'll but give you super cool guys. Yeah, they're good. Uh, they give you some good value, for, especially for store credits. If you're gonna go in and trade something right. in, that's that's the move for, for sure. sure. Um, so. Yeah. Very happy with that. The off-white pickup. I've been having my eye on those for a long time, and they're only going to increase in value. What else did you pick? Is that all you picked up? No. So, <laughs> yesterday, the 700s, as uh, you talked about. Um, so something we went to else the, hit yesterday. Yeah, we'll talk I, about the release of the 700s, because I had a, a little bit of a wild story there. But And then, always check your StockX bids. Yeah, Ladies guys. and gentlemen, always check your StockX bids. So, I, I tried for the turbo. Actually, so the CR7s, I, my bid got accepted right before the turbos got released. So I'm like, bro, I'll just pass. I don't need two shoes right now. Um, if anything, I'll pick up turbos later or whatever. Don't always check your StockX bids. So yesterday, after buying the freaking 700s, I'm like, all right, good to go on a sneaker pickup for at least a couple of weeks. For Air Max Day. We got to get ready for Air yeah, Max Day. Yeah, Who yeah. knows what they're well, going to drop on us I on want the. Day. I've been looking at the pull tab 97. You know those? Like the white... White, black, and blue ones. I really like those. The neon soles. Uh, no, no, no. The they're. Colitis. I'll show you after. It's like a. It's like a weird colorway. They're under retail, but I love them. They're sick. Ah. I might pick up those. So I got turbos yesterday. One sixty five ship because I had some sales. Gave me a free shipping. So I'm not too mad about a once like a Jordan one that's reselling for like close to two hundred bucks, uh, for one sixty five. But you know Check I didn't. I didn't need retail. them. I didn't want them. So make sure you always check your stocking space. Bro, I've got them burned. To me a ton of times. I've got them burned a couple times. I've got them burned sure. too when I you know, when you least expect it, it happens. And the no yeah. way of canceling is you don't want to pay the fifteen percent or hurt Absolutely. your rep with stockx. Absolutely. So. so yeah, that'll that just about does it. Yeah, I'm, guys, I guess make I'm sure happy. you do. Yeah. Yep. So we had a we had a good month. Yeah. We had a good month. <laughs> too, uh, good, uh, I think. too good. Too good. Too good of a month. Uh, but you know, um, fortunately we've been able. We have you know the means and resources to do this. Yeah. You know, it wasn't really like this enjoy. a couple years ago. Yeah, man. Yeah, this is like our hobby. This is what we do on the yeah. weekends. You know, yeah, now the sure. podcast. But we go out. We go do lines. We go to round two. Yeah. We go to daily. We go to Kith. We go to all those places to see what's up. Talk sure. to the people. For sure. Sneaker. Um. Any sneaker events, sneaker games, hype fest, sneaker yeah, we've con. been we're, there. You know, we're not our names aren't as known, but you know, we go. We know some of the guys, and um, thankfully, that's yeah, that's man, a cool little fun. hobby. We clean, have fun. clean fun. I'd say clean if, if fun. I'd say if you're like a younger collector and you don't have the money, just make sure you're getting value for what you buy. Like, don't sink all the money into something you're not be able to get your money back out of. Like, you know, yeah. as Kevin said, he has a big collection, but he's only paid. You know. 70% of its total value so according to StockX right right, yeah. right. but like if you sell off your whole collection you'll probably break even at least you at know? least yeah break even because some of them are worn <clears throat> yeah so I guess we're gonna jump into our first topic yeah current state of reselling I think it's interesting yeah. yeah especially in line sitting with those hustlers yesterday resellers yeah, shout out to GP Souls uh, we were in line with that gentleman or those gentlemen yeah right? and Miami of- Miami Lakes what is it? Miami Lakes sneakers. Miami Lakes kicks. Miami Lakes kicks. Miami Lakes kicks. Uh, his is is my favorite because he has the head coach of the University of Miami Hurricanes. Yeah, Manny Diaz as his profile pick. Dr- yeah. uh, it's Manny Diaz's head, photoshopped onto Scarface's yeah. body. Tony We've Montana. seen the rendering before. Super hard at it. 
Yeah. Manny Diaz go uh, yeah. Monolito as we call him. Yeah. Um, but so we asked those guys, what do you guys think of StockX? You know, I haven't, you know, I hear it all the time. It's changed the game. Of course it's changed the game, but for better or for worse. And surprisingly, we yeah, got mixed reviews. Yeah. We got, we got two yeah. sides of the spectrum, Brandon. Look, yeah. We asked, um, one reseller, he said, you know, for, and he, he is a pretty recent reseller, right? What did he say? Yeah, he, started? he said he's not really into the culture. Like he's just there to make the money. And you know, there's very few shoes that he wants to keep for himself. And he kept and, saying for the toe, which I mean. That's such a lame, that's such a lame comment. For the toe, I mean, it's I get it. I mean, you yeah, watch for like, the toe for you know, the box. Whatever, whatever. Cool guy overall. He um, he loves StockX. He's done over 150 transactions. He started reselling yeah. what about a he not said, even a year ago? He said he said right around when one of the Jordan. I don't know what was one of the Jordan one of the big Jordan releases last year. Last whatever. year, so last yeah, year so last within year. a year, he's he's been um. He's been hustling 150 transactions on StockX. He loves it. He wished they had a StockX drop off what they do in New York. Yeah. Here, um, whatnot. He loves it. He another reason he said he loved it was because of the he didn't have to talk to people. Yeah. Th- this right. gentleman didn't seem too interested in the talk and the small right. and the chit chat. He's not really into the customer service thing. It's right. a very transactional um, kind right. of relationship. So. Someone's and that's what you get. That's what yeah. you get with these websites, but with these platforms. I think, like Go, like I think if you're, I think if you're, I think if you're a flipper on StockX and Goat and stuff like that, you're just in it for the like. You need to have volume because like those seller fees are gonna add up quite a bit, quite right, quite yeah, a bit. Twelve, twelve and a half, whatever it's at, it's right. And right. It, it hurts, but man, the buyers are willing to pay. So you know, for the yeah. peace of mind. Using the using the inertias yesterday as an example because we were in line for those. If this guy picked up four or five pairs, he's gonna have to. He's gonna make what you know, forty bucks depending on the size per sneaker. If he flipped them right away, on average, maybe now today they've gone down. So, yeah, I, flipped, but I think he sold them. If you flip them right away, well, that's two hundred bucks, and you know it's not a bad day's work. Obviously, like if you're flipping, you know, two three hundred bucks a weekend on shoes, like that's a good, you know, solid side he's hustle hustling. for sure. He's hustling. He's yeah, hustling. Yeah, yeah. You know, but then you know you gotta hustle. realize how much money StockX is taking from you at that point. How like. I don't understand how you can justify saying you love StockX as a reseller if they're literally cutting into your margins. Because you could sell, like, if you wait, the Yeezys is a tough right now because there's there's a huge volume of them. So that's not a good example for this. But if you have, if you stocked up on turbos, like, you know, the size 8, 8.5, 9s, the ones that resell for those like 300 bucks. Exactly. But I'm saying those are more sought after than a Yeezy right now. StockX is literally cutting into you a lot if you're just trying to flip these for 300 bucks. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, that, they're, I mean, the inertias, I think I agree with you. They're a bad example, and here's why. They're $300 shoes. Exactly. So They were sitting yesterday at one point on Yeezy right. Supply, right? Yeah, yeah. You copped yeah. a pair. You copped yeah, they, the, re- yeah. they restocked a 13, you know, around you 3, 4, another, 3, 4 o'clock after we had gotten home, so I picked my pair up. Right. You know, we size. didn't, we didn't, they didn't have Brandon's size. Yeah, so I got uh, a six and a half, and I was able to make a little money because, bro. Yeah. At that point, like, we at that we point, need a, yeah. yeah at you that wait, point, you wait the two hour line. You're like, bro, I'm not gonna walk out of here. And he anything, knew he so. was gonna end up buying them on Yeezy Supply, which is a pretty penny too, right? Yeah, Isn't it more expensive than we? Well, actually, there's no tax on. Oh really? On Yeezy Supply, I was, what, I was yeah, weird, so I weird we out about that. About, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll talk about that after. But yeah, so I copped the six and a half, flipped those, and I only made fifty bucks, and I have a nine percent seller fee. So after at the whole thing is like twelve percent. So yeah. I mean. I guess. I think after you complete like ten sales, it comes yeah. it goes down to twelve from twelve and a half. Yeah. I just don't know, man. As a reseller, like trying to do this, you know, moderately full time or at least as a part time job, like I wouldn't sell through StockX. That like, there's probably better avenues to make more money. In it's my tough. opinion, it's my tough. Opinion. StockX has made it tough. When there's more avenues to the buyer, you know, in supply and demand, when there's more absolutely, avenues absolutely. to the buyer. Yeah. Um, the shoe becomes easier to get. The prices go down. Yeah. I'd love to see the reality or the other world where StockX and Goat don't exist and some of the value for these super badass sneakers. Yeah. These inertias, I think, would be... They'd Four, be pretty, 450 at yeah, least. Yeah, they'd be expensive. Least. Maybe... And again, a bad example because it's a $300 shoe at this point. You know, similar to what Jordan Brand was doing. Me and Brandon had this conversation a couple, a couple days ago where... Jordan and Nike were cutting, were raising the value every year from consistently yeah. from yeah. 2011, 2010 to right. 
2014 with the remastered, you know, Columbia 4s, Oreo 4s. Those were at 225. Yeah. Barely any room yeah. to to make make money. They wanted yeah. a piece of the they wanted they knew what was going on. They didn't have a blind eye. They weren't oblivious. They wanted right. a piece of the pie too. The 700 is a it's a premium sneaker no doubt. And it's worth if you have the money to spend three hundred dollars on a retail on a pair of shoes, I would hundred percent recommend yeah. it. And the comfort, yeah, the full boost, yeah, on the sole, right? Yeah, so so dope. Yeah, really dope it. colorway. Uh, these might go up in value. My still, they, would you consider these V twos of the seven hundreds? No, because it, the V2s, the statics are the V2s. Like that. Statics are coming V2. out with the geodes or whatever I think it's called. Statics are by far my favorite colorway yeah, the 700, besides the original. 500 bucks, man. The OG 7 Wave Runner. Yeah. So sick. I have that pair. I do. Undeniable fire, the, 700, the OG 700. Yeah, man. You so, guys don't have, please, like, you know, try and keep an eye on some used ones, man. We're all for used shoes. You absolutely. know, get it how you live. You know, the boost is completely covered in the foam, so... I mean, but guys, super comfortable shoe yeah. overall. Co- colorway, what do you got? What are you going to rate it out of 10? I mean, it's not my favorite at 700. Obviously, the OG is. So the I have Wave those two. Yeah. Um, but, dude, I was 8 out of 10. Like, that's going to be a perfect 10, shoe for the summer. Vibes, man. Very, very versatile shoe. You yeah. can wear it with Shorts, a lot of dope pants. shit. Yeah, a absolutely. lot of dope stuff absolutely. you can wear this with. It's a it's a good sneaker, man. The, the hints of blue are perfect, honestly. Yeah, hints of blue and gray. At first, it looked like a reiteration of the salt, just yeah. with a different. Actually, soul. shout out, shout out to Seth Fowler because I literally told Kevin, I'm like, dude, he get he dropped a, a re a pre market release. I mean, a pre release video on the a review on them, and I was like, man, the hints of blue you don't see them in the pictures. So you know, let's just go check it out at BBC, bro. Fuck it, you know, might as well go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you guys don't know who Seth Fowler is, check him out. He does really dope content yeah. for sneaker reviews. Uh, he's based out of Philadelphia. His YouTube channel is uh, Seth Fowler. He's pretty yeah. big. So let's get sneaker. back to the, the stock conversation about. There is another set of resellers there who have the pre-order method, which I barely understand what that means. But I, I mean, we, the way I, we, the way I see it, cause I'm in a Facebook group for size 13 to 15 sneakers, which you know. I love that that page is probably where I get all my steals, honestly. Um, yeah, guys, Facebook group. Facebook's the move. You got Facebook's the move. Facebook people people want cash. Listening. People want cash right away, as we've talked about. Yeah. Like that's the move. So, the way some like this guy, I think his name is Rob. He's pretty famous on the group. He'll say like, "Yo, I'm I'm heading out to Kith. He's from New York, so I'm heading out to Kith. I got some some pairs on lock. It's three seventy five uh, to pre order with me. So I guess you have to pay him up front." Or after he secures your pair, and then you'll have a pair unlock for that premium of, you know, 40, 50 bucks on top of retail or whatever. So, you know, that's the method they use. And they, they didn't like StockX at all. Like, when I brought it up to the kid, uh, the GP still... It's good to buy, it's yeah. bad to sell, yeah. man. Isn't that... That's usually what we hear. I was pretty, yeah. you know... That's why, yeah. I, you know, surprised by right. what the first reseller told us, that he loves it. Yeah. He wants to drop off, you know... I don't know. I, as a reseller, I don't know how I'd feel about that. Right. You know, it's more avenues, more chaos. Yeah. So and I guess. Who knows? I mean, go. Yeah. You just got a hundred mil from Foot Locker. Who Absolutely. knows what they're doing? Yeah. And if they start doing, you know, releases, if the brands start doing releases yeah. through these sites, or maybe. Yeah. So I have bidding, blind bidding. I have my hypothesis about what they're gonna do. Let's hear it. Yeah. So. I think that let's take the Turbo Greens for example, which is a very high volume shoe. Like they really sell a lot of high them. volume shoes. Still sold right. out on sneakers app. There yeah. were a couple restocks. Let's say line. let's say Full Locker gets an allotment of fifty k, fifty k Turbo Greens. Just to keep the numbers easy, we don't know what the number actually is. Could be more, could be less, whatever. So they get fifty k sneakers, and they said, "Yo, we're gonna sell out of all of them." So let's take ten k. Let's take twenty percent of our allotment and give them to Goat. They'll sell pre-release price at two twenty instead of one sixty, like so. They now they're starting to now they set the resale market themselves, and they're gonna make an extra sixty bucks on top of retail in revenue by using just go because those are gonna sell out too at two twenty. If you give them the eight and a half, the nines, the nine and a half, tens, they're gonna fly off for two twenty. Absolutely, that's what I think they're gonna do. Um, I don't know what, what else you could do with an $100 million investment in gold. Like, I've, I've seen people... Maybe a legit checking in yeah, store or people something. people talking about how they'll open a goat in store. And I'm like, I mean, I guess you could use that, like, the way StockX does the drop-off. Which, you know, that would be interesting, too. 
but what what's what's the hundred what's the hundred million dollar value in that you're just getting people dropping off more more product that's that's what the what it would be but you could just do that online does Nike will not, and this is just me speculating, will Nike have anything to well, say Ni- if they know, Nike, you know, hey, the allotment's going... Nike needs Foot Locker, then Nike's not going to yeah. drop their account with Foot Locker, you know what I mean? Of course, uh, I mean, that's what it's I'm just saying. interesting, I just don't, you know, it, in thinking of it in terms of, you know, I'm in the alcohol business, I deal with, you know, alcohol compliance, uh, you know, liquor stores, bars... The people who sell the person with the liquor license, the liquor store, the wholesalers who sell them the liquor, they can't have a financial interest okay. in the in the license, in the in the bar or the liquor store. They just sell it to them and that's it. Right. Here, you know, Nike, the footlocker who's selling it to the consumer, now has a financial interest in an additional margin and an additional yeah. which I gotta it, I'm sure somewhere in their contract in the shoe contract, you know, where they get the allotments or whatever, I, that's got to be uh, some sort of clause yeah. in there that prohibits that. Nike, we all know Nike knows. The reason they, why they know there. there's yeah. backdooring. They know there's been tears backdoored by, you know, and that's, they know it's part of the game. They, they turned a blind eye to it. They act like they give a shit. That's fine. Hey, people are, you know, that's, if yeah. I had all, if I had a store too, I'd hook some of my homies up too. Nike, Nike doesn't need help from anybody, but they right. do need help from big realtors like Foot Locker because Foot Locker's margins are incredibly small compared to what Nike does online. So I think they're going to try to leverage that and and open up their margins even wider by by facilitating it through Goat. That's just what I think from a business standpoint. I you know I'm, I studied finance and, and management in, in in at the University of Miami. So like. Why wouldn't you? Is my question. You're getting these fifty thousand pairs of shoes, and you're making you know five, four, five, six bucks on every pair on top of, and you know Nike's out there making you know probably fifty, sixty. You know if you've seen some charts between retail and 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 like the the direct to, to the direct distributor, the margins are extremely different. So why wouldn't Full Locker go ahead and do that? Yeah, Nike needs Full Locker because they're gonna sell the Air, the white Air Force ones. The Jordan One mids that no one's buying, like they're Foot Locker's the GRs, carrying, man. Yeah, Foot Locker's carrying those GRs. shoes. Nike, Nike needs to need Nike needs Foot Locker more than Foot Locker needs Nike, in my opinion. It's interesting. I, I, you know, I'd, I'd like to hear someone else, you know, um, rebut you on that. Yeah. But it's it's definitely an interesting theory. Thank you for sharing that, Brand. So what do we got next week? What's next week? Next Saturday, yeah, like, gonna what entail do you mean, like releases. Releases, yes, sir. Releases. Well, I believe it's the Yeezy regional release. Yeah. The U.S., Europe, and, and the, the continent of Asia. Yeah. The continents of Europe and Asia, excuse me, are getting their own Yeezy release exclusive yeah. to that region. Yeah. Tell them, Brandon. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's a cool idea. Um, I think they're gonna try to bring the hype a little bit back to Yeezy. Um, definitely needs it. Yeah. It needs that shot in the arm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I just don't like that the U.S. got, in my opinion, obviously everyone's opinion varies. Oh. I think we got the worst colorway of the three. Um, some guy yesterday in line. That's was, a different <laughs> kind of drip. That's what the guy yesterday that's was saying. That's a different like, kind of drip, kid. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, he didn't like our take. That uh, no, I just like the hyperspace. I think he didn't like. He didn't. He loved the U.S. colorway yeah. until we showed him the European colorway, yeah, exactly. which is straight it's, fire. It's not, I don't particularly like an orange shoe, and some people might, but. You know, Reddish, orange, marish, that, yeah, that clay. Like, what I'd do they call wear, the clays? I'd rather wear something a little more toned down. And I think that the Asian exclusive is a hit. Like the blue tint, like just like the inertias and the actual blue tint 350s. Like that color is fire with the with the translucent stripe is going to be cool to pair it up with some nice socks. And then the you know kind of like the remake of the Beluga for the European exclusive. Um, that's a more wearable shoe in my opinion than an orange shoe. But you know we'll see how the release goes. We might as well. If we want, if we're not tired or like we want to do it, we'll go back out to BBC check it out. Cause yeah, like we love we love a, that line that's stuff. An, uh, that's a TBD yeah. for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the Europeans, school. I'll Law be there the lines. night. Yeah, whatever. I'm always down for the sneaker culture. Uh, yeah. Yesterday was really funny. It had been a while since we waited in line. You know, yeah. a small line, granted, right. but spoke to the people. You know, it's been a while since we did that. Yeah. And. Another reason how StockX changes it, it takes away that human aspect, not only 
of the transactional side meeting the buyer the side the buyer and the seller meeting conversing but right the social aspect of other you know collectors and seller resellers yeah yeah. networking if you have met yeah. i met how many resellers did we met yesterday i got down their instagram if you ever have anything like, in a yeah. ten and a half, please let me know yeah if I'll it's fire it. Kev- i'll kevin's buy it like, kevin's gonna be like i'll buy it i'll like, buy it I'll if buy it. it's fire <laughs> i want it this is why it's troublesome to be around yeah, him yeah it, it like, is troublesome it's, it's, yeah do not hang around kevin if you're into sneakers don't give me your money to invest don't do um that. so yeah i mean it was cool meeting the resellers and like we're probably if we go back next week it's gonna be for the people we'll pick up the pair of shoes yeah. we'll review it and then we'll do what we want ask from there, them a but... couple questions we'll bring it yeah. bring you what they said on the podcast right. those are probably gonna be some of the guys listening to the first episode hopefully yeah man hopefully, hopefully. yeah guys if, if you guys really like what we're talking about please hit us up tell us what you guys want to hear about so please hit subscribe yeah yeah so yeah i think easy going international is a a good move for them because it's gonna bring like yo so there's gonna be guys that are like, man, I wish I had the Asian pair. I'm gonna cop resale now. When now when someone wears someone's wearing the hyperspace around here, they can be like, holy shit, that's a fire pair of shoes, and I can't have it because it's an Asian exclusive. So the 350 is there's a, ways around that. Yeah, Stock X, right, you exactly. can get Stock X yeah. has a hub in uh in, New York City. in London. No, no, oh, but they, like yeah. if I got like yeah. if I buy someone yeah, from Kevin, London selling their Kevin's pair. Kevin's mentors came from from London. Yeah, they came from Heathrow from yeah. Uh, yeah. in. Out in London. So if you want the if you want the European exclusives and you want the Asian exclusives, that's probably your best bet for sure. You're gonna get the best price on StockX because they're gonna cover the shipping and the international fees, I would assume. But yeah, man, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a good thing for Yeezy because the 350 is a fire shoe. I haven't bought any because the way I've the way I always say it to people, since I have the creams, I have the blue tints right now, and the way I always say it is if you have one, you have them all because they're all super wearable. Like most of the most of the colorways are pretty wearable. I've had, you know, as many as five at a time, and I'm like, man, I don't need all these. I like, got rid of all mine. Really? Well, you have the zebras still, no? Kept the zebras because I wore, this is the one that I wore most worn, but my Pirate Black V1s, I traded those for my Union Blue Toes, put, I mean, I had to put money on top, but got rid of, I got the cream whites in 2017, I had to get rid of them because they brought right. out a million, you know, fucking shoes Colorways, last yeah. year, mm-hmm. you know, all, you know, my friends who aren't really into sneakers started having them, I'm like, man, I can't have this shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the hype is, the hype is a big deal with having Yeezy, I think. Um, so Yeezy, yesterday, yeah. I mean, I've never seen a sneaker where girls want it so, you know, women are so after this yeah. sneaker. Base sizes yesterday, That that's what, that's what everyone was oh, talking yeah. about Actually, in line. Yeah, so I picked up a six and a half and I'm like. Because it's a. Base size. size, yeah. Base size. Kevin, Kevin, you guys are listening. <laughs> we were, and don't know what a base size is. A base size is a size that's gonna be worn by yeah, Bay. You'd buy it for a your woman bae, yeah. with smaller foot, obviously. Right. She's gonna rock them because guess who else rocks them? Yeah. The Jenners, the Kardashians. Exactly. They rock them. The influencers. Yeah. They rock them. I think that. So Kevin almost got Kevin yelled at me at the register. The girl like, oh, we only have a size twelve. That's the size size we go. And he goes, are you are you dumb? Are you dumb? <laughs> Six are you and a half. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you got six, six and a half. I'm like, yeah, we'll get you a six and a half. So I, I copped that, sold it, and then I bought the pair later on on Easy Supply. So I got it basically 50 bucks off, which, you know, I'll take that deal any day. Right. I mean, um, we just, we put, guys, the money we make on the sneakers do not go to food or anything yeah. else. They're going towards more sneakers. More sneakers, yeah. You're always trading up. We're always trading up. Right. We always got to keep that collection fluid. And I'm sure, as all of you know, it's it's important to do that. You don't want these shoes, yeah. you know, unless they're a classic, like yeah. the Union, the Union collab, you know. Oh man, that's a good one. That's a good story to tell right there. So you bought it in January, right? Uh, December, I'd say. I think I got those in December. Mm. When did we go to round two? Uh, it's December. Dece- in December, we I went. Okay. I got the Pirate Black, my V1 Pirate Blacks. I had paid retail for them. Two thousand fifteen, yeah. 2015 warm twice and was like you know these look bad on me yeah it's a little oh you know i feel felt like dope shoe classic shoe but i just felt like i had little goat feet yeah you know i love i love the 350 but if you're not into that like skinny look and like we're bigger guys like yeah we're bigger guys guys. yeah that's the sarcasm with light jog there is absolutely no No exercise gonna be spoke no about in this podcast Just eating, jogging, yeah. couch potatoes, oh, video game a- playing, movie watching, two sons of bitches yeah. that love sneakers. Yeah, we got to do some, some food reviews jog, for sure. Light jog through the world of sneakers. 
uh, in the industry of sneakers, you yeah, know. So, so yesterday was cool. We're definitely, I think we'll play we'll by ear. If we're gonna be back at BBC yeah. on next Saturday, next Saturday for, the, for the for the regional for release. But um, I'd love yeah. to cop. I'd love to cop a pair of those and try to trade them for the Asian ones, the hyperspace. I think no those one are, give those you. I mean, I don't know. It depends. I hope. I hope the the people of Asia love <laughs> love our colorway. <laughs> That's true. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but dude, I there's dude. Well, I wonder what the they're. I wonder what they're. Who's saying. the guy on YouTube from Thailand that you watch? Wait, no. Pardon? DJ, what his name is? The guy who had that huge house with the million oh, dollars. Oh, DJ Chen Boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. guy. Ridiculous he'll, collection. He'll Check buy my out. pair. He'll buy my pair. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he's plugged up though. Yeah, but <laughs> but but the people Asia, they must be like, wow, geez, man, those Americans finally. Yeah, they, they got, got fucked in something. They yeah. got fucked in a easy release pair. Yeah. yeah. It'd be I cool mean, to talk to someone out there, man. That, that's what we want to do. We want to, we want to like, like, you know, <laughs> see people around the world. With yeah, shit, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure the hype's gonna be crazy. So, well, going forward for the 350, man. Like, I hope they, I hope they go with the V3 finally, man. There's been, we've been in the V2 for what two, three years? Well, 2016 was the Beluga 1.0. We're on three years of V2s, man. Give us the V3 already. Retro the 750s, like know. they needs to, have, like you need to bring the juice back to Easy because Adidas lost their foothold, man. Yeah, the I saw boost, pictures. The UBs. Yeah, I saw a picture. UB was like my shoe. I have, I have what eleven pairs of UBs. I still love the shoe to death, but nothing. Ultra nothing compares. Jordan is back. What were people yeah. talking about yesterday? First came the inertias, but what were these guys really worried about yesterday? Oh, the, the Jordan Nines. Jordan Nine, dream it, do it, guys. A Jordan 9 yeah. that you would think is a GR. There were guys in line, collectors, yeah. not resellers, worried about getting the shoe. They were hitting up, you know, their connects, their plugs. And they said, like, oh, you know, you Foot Locker only got, or... like, one run. Didn't, didn't even get a full-size run. They got one, you know, a few si- a few pairs of 9 yeah. or 12. It was weird that they were spreading out the the uh, the pairs. It's fine. They were spreading out the pairs, uh through different sizes at different places. Yeah, so like they had to find weird, out they had to find out where their size was. I gotta admit, I saw the shoe yesterday, I was like, man, is the hype really like worth yeah, it? I mean it's people. a nine, it's a boot. It's a boot. Yeah. But I saw what what did I see? Oh the tongue. The tongue with that nineties looking patch with patchwork, different yeah. agreement the patchwork on the night on the tongue. That was pretty dope. I would never wear it, but I mean if you like it, like there's gonna be yeah, hype. Guys, you know? if you like it, this is a non-judgmental podcast. Absolutely. If you're into it, don't. It's not always about the hype. Lord knows, yeah. I'm a hype beast. Absolutely, I'm a hype beast. Hype matters. Hype matters. Hype, hype matters. Hype, hype equals sale. Hype equals value. As my good friend Dylan would call would say to me, uh, Dylan is a good friend of ours who's the supreme god yeah. in our friend group. He tells him, Kevin, you're a fucking hype beast. Yeah, straight up, you're a hype beast. And um, but guys, non-judgment. If you like it, wear it. For wear sure, it. for sure. The guy yesterday, easy. He he looks like he can pull it off. You the 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 American release of the three fifties. You know, yeah. As yeah. he said, a different kind of drip. Different and then, type of drip, bro. You know, and different if that's your style, then so be it, man. Yeah. And I hope Easy makes a comeback, dude. I like those shoes a lot. Yeah. They're comfortable. But you yeah, know, we'll get off that maybe, topic now. Yep. I think we're t- I think we're done talking think sneakers Vigors, for this yeah, week. To be honest. Uh, so a big passion of mine, Brandon's, I guess, passion hobby, is well, watching yeah. Marvel movies. Together, we, yeah, together. together we watch them. My girlfriend hates watching them, so I had to. I Call started the watching them alone, and then Brandon was like, "Yo, you know, I I go I go with some people to watch it," and I'm like, "Dude, that's super dope. I'll go I'll go to Thursday releases yeah. with you." So we go so, uh, since Civil War since in Civil May War of 2016, Captain movie. Marvel, uh, Captain America: Civil War. Excuse me. Undoubtedly, my favorite. Of all Spider-Man the Marvel movies gets for introduced sure. into the MCU, yeah, man. That was so dope. that was dope. So yeah, we're big little nerds about this. Had nothing <laughs> to do with the comic books, by the way. We just think the movies are just yeah, fire, super well made. Kevin, Kevin loves Kevin loves the spoilers, so he loves he loves yeah, like the little intricacies of the Marvel. I can't help myself. I love to know what's gonna, universe. gonna go on. Uh, but yeah, man, they what they've done there. You know, I know this is a sneaker podcast, but for. Cinema, no, like, dude, like like a, Marvel, a universe, an yeah. intertwined twenty. What are they at? 21, 22 21 movies, movies, ten years, twenty movies, intertwined, yeah, relating to each other. Yeah. Movies, the continuity that point, takes. Of course, there's gonna be holes in continuity. We're gonna talk about that with Captain Marvel. There were some plot holes, of course, but it's impossible to yeah. cover. But to do it at the level that Kevin Feige 
and the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe has done it is unprecedented. Shout out to Disney yeah. for letting Kevin Feige head yeah. that ship. Yeah, but you know, the, what they've created is incredible, um, and it's transcended. Honestly, like it's it's you know more people are getting into the comic books and like I collect like pop figures too. That's only because like it's inspired by. Like Marvel and stuff like that. Like I think it's so cool. But that's additional revenue. I mean, they want you to buy those toys. Exactly. That's how they're making the money. That like I was never into the like comic books or anything like that growing up. But these movies and how good they are and like you have the storytelling behind it and it's not even just like a superhero movie. It's exciting. It's a really good freaking story. And like if you understand and you understand the timelines and like how one domino affects another one. It's it's crazy. Like the stuff they created is crazy. So we're gonna stingers do like stingers and the stinger, yeah. the post credit stingers. Yeah, we, just, they gave us they gave us one for we'll a few the, years. We'll, now we got like, yeah, Guardians did right. Guardians two did five, and now we get two. Yeah, guaranteed two. Yeah, every movie, three movies a year. Shout right. out to Disney. So we're gonna do. If you haven't watched Captain Marvel, I'd say go Stop watch listening. it. Go watch it. Stop go, listening. Go watch it if you're into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There's loose ties to the you know the present day timeline of you know Avengers Infinity can you War. gotta ask you a question can you skip directly to Endgame do we need Captain Marvel right. in the timeline so like I said there's loose ties to the current timeline so you can go ahead and if you don't want to watch Captain Marvel if you're not into the story of her or Carol Danvers and stuff like that you can go ahead and skip it and go to Endgame she's gonna show up there we all know that she's in the movie um, so you don't need to see it, but if you're into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you have to see it. The CGI development. I think you have to see it, though. Test your <laughs> yeah. eye. It's a period piece, you know. With the, right. It, but I'm it's saying. It's an Infinity Stone. In not it. everyone. Yeah. Not like, you know, some people, like, if you're listening to this and you have a family of five, like, going into the movies is a $100 experience now. Yeah. If that's if that's your situation, wait for it to come on Netflix or whatever. Like, it's not. Did it come out on Netflix? I mean. Not I'll, with the Disney stream? I would. Yesterday when I watched. Age of Ultron, I checked Netflix to see if it was there. There's like every Marvel movie there now. Like Age of Ultron's on Netflix? No, no, no. no I have to watch that on, on a different site, but you know, there's a lot of them there. But like Age of Ultron's still trash, guys. I'd say if you have an impressionable daughter, you gotta go watch that. Brie Larson fucking kills it. Yeah. This, this Brie Larson's Jackson pretty good. It. The villain was better, though. Yeah. Ben Mendelsohn killed his character. The reviews said he was nasty. He was. He brought yeah. that gusto, Samuel that Samuel Jackson is a beast. And then uh, the CGI developments, like I said, are insane. I'm still a little held up on Brie Larson. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just don't think who... They did... That's who the fans wanted. She did She did a good job. You know, I just felt when it was... Her quips were really good. I thought yeah. she has good humor. Right. We knew that. You know, she's done some funny movies. But uh, when it came time for that superhero moment well, she I guess, had uh, we'll talk about this in the spoiler no section so not like if, Ben Mendelsohn who was transitioning yeah. bad good bad good light dark we'll cut it we'll cut it off here if you have not seen the movie pause here if you want to see it pause here if you don't and you want to skip to that game I guess you can stick with us but please if you're shutting off now subscribe rate the rate the podcast um, thank you for listening and then we'll bring you back another episode in a week or two probably hopefully yeah. uh, hopefully we uh you know, we're still a little new to this, but right. thank you guys for listening. So you're, here comes the you're spoiler get, yeah, review. Five, little five second buffer here. Yeah. One more time, if you don't want to listen to this, go ahead and shut it off. All right, spoiler time. Give me your actual thoughts here, because you're a little you're a little iffy on the movie right after release. We just saw yeah. it on Thursday, so it's still fresh. An extra rewatch might help, but go ahead. Um, Brie Larson. And I read this last night, but I had I had figured out, I'm like, man, she, I feel like she really needs to get, you know, kind of like Chris Hemsworth took to get into Thor, takes a couple movies. Yeah. Until you fit the character and you find, you know, your spin on the calendar. I don't think she found, she's found that yet. I'd be interested to find and out And it's make, to make things even worse, you know, I, I'm sure that everyone loved the movie. Everyone loved her, but for me, make things worse... She filmed Endgame. Her scenes in Endgame were filmed before Captain she filmed Marvel. Captain Marvel. Right. I didn't know. Did you know that? I didn't know no. that. Well, yeah. I think <laughs> so, what I... So, I mean, she... I mean, I hope it's consistent. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, maybe she's a lot better in Endgame because that's right. a person... 25 years. Uh, 25 yeah. years of an experience as a superhero. There's supposed to be character development there. Yeah, of course. I'd say, you know, I'd say my qualms with her character was that we didn't have enough time to really understand Carol. Di- like, because she goes from Veers, which is her dark, her Cree self, 
which is the alien race that she was Vers, a part of. Vers, yeah. That's a, was, that's another thing. Quick, quick, 20 minutes until I find out who anyone's name is in the movie. Yeah. 20 minutes. Pacing, I didn't even know who Jan Rog was until like 20 or 30 minutes. The pacing in. is is quick. a little suspect, but I'd say, so we only have, we have a very few moments with Carol Danvers, and that's where the movie really starts to hit its stride, is when she meets, um, sorry, what's, what's her best friend's name? Maria Rambo. Yeah, Maria Rambo. She, that's when the movie starts to hit its stride, and that's like, but that's in like an hour in. Like, we're talking like, the character development starts happening halfway through the movie, and then right after that, you're already into action. So, I'd say the pacing was off, her character was a little off, but if they told her to be like that, then there's not really anything we can say. Um, it's a very dry, Carol Danvers... Veers is very dry. Carol Danvers gets a lot better. That's, Carol that's Danvers, how I'll say it. Yeah. And they don't really refer to her as Captain Marvel. I thought the little girl was yeah. going to be the one. I guess I would have been too cheesy. But the right. little girl, um, right. her, her pseudo niece. That's, that's my favorite scene in the movie where, where the, little, the little girl's changing her suit up. Yeah, or what about... So Captain Marvel, no one refers to her as Captain Marvel. Jack, Sam Jackson, uh, Nick Fury... When he's washing the dishes with her, he kind of refers to it, uh, the Marvel yeah. Lights, where he starts, you know, that little right. bit where he starts singing, but yeah. they don't refer to it as Captain Marvel we'll at see. all throughout the whole movie. Yeah, we'll see how that happens in Endgame, I guess. Yeah. So I have a couple of burning questions yeah. leading into uh, leading into Endgame. What? So what qualifies as an emergency? She hands back the little pager, the yeah. communicator we see at the end of Infinity War. She gives so, it back. Yeah. To Fury, she only says, in the case says, yeah. of an emergency, right? Right. She her says her words. Her words are, "This is going to give you access to me a couple galaxies away." Yeah. But only for emergencies. What qualifies as an emergency? Right. right? Because we've had two near apocalyptic. Uh, yeah. uh, so I watched Angel Voltron last night, and that's supposed to be. I, a, that doesn't count as an emergency. But I mean, he I was literally trying to end the world. 2012, Avengers 1 counts as right. an emergency. Because that was the first time that we... That you don't know what those guys can do. Right. You don't know... There's literally a black hole in this space. Yeah, it's a black hole. Aliens. Alien army invading. Do these four four superhumans... Six, two, no? Six, well, Scarlett yeah. Johansson and Hawkeye. Yeah, you know, Got a guy true. running around with a bone arrow and a girl Enhanced is what some, they call them. Enhanced. 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 But no they're not units, superhumans, for sure. Not superhumans, but... I mean, what that qualifies as an emergency right. to me, and everyone's so, pointed it out. Everyone on Reddit, everyone yeah. on the internet. So when you, it out. when you, Brandon said he had an answer. When you for asked me that, I was like, I guess you're right. Like, 2012 was a pretty big deal, and and so I'd say like maybe she takes a long time to answer these pages because she's so yeah. far away. Like, in the end, in the post credit scene. She comes, and the, they're already monitoring the pager in a lab. So they've come back from Wakanda. They set up shop in presumably, I guess, in the up Avengers the, facility so, right, in upstate, upstate New York. New York. Yeah. So she comes there. Like, she shows up there when, where then, when they're already there. So, you know, that could be a few days. 2012 happens pretty quickly, if I remember correctly. Like, the Asian invasion goes from 0 to 100 very fast. It's an emergency. But if she I can't, feel like we'll if get Fury knows, if Fury knows, because like this is where a sequel would come into play, right? Because like, how quickly does she answer that pager? If it's if it's within hours, then yes, I agree. Or days. That's I mean, we gotta see. To I mean, Endgame. Endgame. I guess will answer. Right. Endgame will answer that question. So if it takes her a while, then there's no because like if it's an emergency like that where there's no time buffer, then there's no there's no reason to bring her in. Another burning question: How did she not learn of these Infinity Stones? what they were you're in the galaxy you're finding a home for the scrolls maybe she does 25 years maybe she does what their purpose is what they can do if they're all put together it's, I mean, especially because she has she has interactions with Ronin who's after an infinity stone yeah I, yeah in the Guardians of the Galaxy she 1 she just kind of scares him away though I, I would have liked to have seen a little more Ronin but... Ronin's a beast I'm a big Ronin. fan of Ronin as a villain yeah what's uh, my third question why did the Guardians Run into her. Peter Quill, Star-Lord, yeah. the Guardians, they were wrecking... They were Wrecking shop, uh, yeah. Yeah, wrecking they shop in Ronin. space. Yeah. Yeah. And how did this not get on her radar? I know. I just... I Where see, was she? I, I want to know how big the air... Because, like, hypothetically, you want she's going to go back to Hala at some point here to deal with uh, Jan Rogo. Jan Rog. Jan Rog, whatever. Jan Rogo, Jan Rog. Whatever. 
Um, exactly. The naming, again, problem. Whatever. So, He's moving on that, like, how big is this galaxy where she could be, you know, light years away and she has no idea what's going on either on Earth or in the galaxy, as you said, with the Guardians? Because, like, the Power Stone makes a huge impact on, on the universe because it's the first time, you know, mere mortals. Well, Peter Quill's not a mortal, but... You know. At the time, he wasn't immortal. Now that yeah. his dad passed away, he's right. He's, God, he's yeah. not a celestial half. Right. right. He's dead as well. So I mean, yeah, I agree with you. Those are those are questions to be asked for sure. I mean, I just the it's just baffling. Kevin just loves things when they're intertwined perfectly, and they yeah. to this point they have been. There hasn't been many plot holes. Um, there's been some. I mean, there's always going to be plot holes. It's, it's tough. Impossible. It's, it's tough impossible. when this movie is a time piece. And not everyone, yeah. not the same, the same person isn't writing it. Right. You know, I I think when they give it to a writer, Kevin Feige goes, make sure you include this, this, and this. Yeah. You answer these questions for, so when we bring them into another franchise. But other than that, it's your it's your deal. Yeah. Some directors don't like that. Some do. Ryan Coogler loves that. Right. There's other. There's been other. Uh, who is the gentleman who was signed up to to sign uh to direct uh and write Ant Man. He made Baby Driver instead. Uh, Edgar Edgar Wright. Yeah. Edgar yeah, yeah. Wright, awesome director. Had his differences with Kevin Feige, and uh, Feige told him go kick rocks. We got Peyton Reed. Peyton Reed directed an excellent movie in Ant Man. Um, I would have liked to see Edgar Wright's version, but nonetheless, you know, they had their creative differences, and yeah. that's part of it. I'd say that I'd say I'd class Captain Marvel in that in that area of the MCU with Ant-Man and stuff like that. Where... Two directors, by the way. And where else have we seen two directors, ta- co-directors, tackle a movie? The when... Russo brothers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome legends. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was a good movie but overall. I gave it a B-plus movie. If you're here, fast. if you're here, I presumably you saw it. I'd love to hear your feedback on it. I've, I've seen, like, some of my friends that are not super into the MCU, like Kevin is, like, say, like, yo, it's a good movie. Brie Larson's a badass. And she's undoubtedly a badass. And um, I'd love to see our character more powerful there. Avenger, according to Feige. You, if you, if you understand the pacing of most Marvel movies, you'll know for sure that this one's rushed because they have to answer so many questions in a short amount of time about the Tesseract, about Nick Fury himself, about Shield, and all that has to happen within a two-hour window. So it's cool. It's cool to see it's all that. Movie. Yeah, it's cool. Solid it's seven and a half. A lot of, of Easter eggs, you yeah. know, for what happens yeah. today, what happens in the beginning. So I have one question for you. You're gonna know the answer to. Um, so the Tesseract's on Fury's desk in the post credit scene because Goose throws it up. Yep, the They're going to use that to revive Captain... That's what they used to revive Captain America in 2012, right? Yeah. Because, like... But yeah. who's in possession of the Tesseract? Because Thor comes to get it in 2012. In tw- right, but up until 2012, his... That guy, uh... The, the professor, that scientist from Thor 1... Yeah. He's doing... He's running tests on it in that incredible... In Avengers One, in Project Pegasus, which is actually fun. Fun fact: it's funded by Howard Stark, Tony Stark's dad in the right. MCU. Right. That and that's where they keep it. And that, at the end of Avengers One, they take it back to Odin's vault on Asgard. Asgard. Yeah. Right. So the only, at that t- the only stone we're left with, Earth is left with, is uh, Mind's- the Mind Stone in Loki's scepter. Right. So that's what. So, but they use it to revive Captain America, right? That's what the Tesseract is used for in, in 2012. That's the next is. time we I see, b- right? I believe it is, yeah. I don't... Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was confused Like, because the Tesseract is the only gem that's been passed around by, like, so seven different parties stone. of people. So, I mean, so. not, excuse me, not the Time Stone. The, the, the Mind Stone was on Loki in Asgard, then comes to right. Earth, we keep him, then Von Strucker has it, tests... Yeah. Uh, the and twins. Ultron the, takes uh, it. To try Ultron to make takes it, vision. makes vision. Then it's in vision for like three years. Right. And then, now it's in Thanos. then Thanos comes and rips it right out of his head. Yeah. So we're super pumped for Endgame. Yeah, um, we're pretty we're very, pumped for Endgame. Um, because this is, we've gone through this story together. I think that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. That's cool. It's dope. Um, Shout out to Vondi, who's, we our, won't, who's we, our third Yeah, he's our friend. He also watches this. So we, we won't always talk about movies. It's just we just felt it was fitting the first podcast. You guys want us to dump the movies? We will gladly dump the yeah. movies. Uh, but mainly, this is going to be a sneaker podcast. And, yeah. You know, um, a culture podcast going forward. If something big in sports we'll, we'll hint on some sports. Yeah. 
Um, we're big sports guys, but for the most part, this is a sneaker podcast. So thank you for listening to the first episode yeah. of Light Jog. Please hit subscribe. Please reach out to us if you guys want us to talk about any content. You want to hear us talk about some other things. Um, we'd be more than happy to do so. So thank yeah. you guys for listening. Thank you.